0: Conversations powered by Jess Talk and Lisa Listen. And tell us a little story about you, please. Just quick. Quick. Well,
1: we're here today to give our listeners and people that may be watching some really cool content.
0: Why don't we do something different and not give them content?
1: (laughs) What do you want to give them, Jess?
0: Let's give them, yes. (laughs) Maestro, director Scott... Play the music, please. <laughs> let's get... Let's, there it is. He is so... This, this Scott, this Scott, he's so brilliant. And I don't care what Dickie Phelps or whatever... What's the guy's name? Will, Will Edwards, Edwards. Whatever he calls himself. Says
1: about your accents that you can't seem Correct. to even do, do at all. I can do accents
0: well, and I have no problem <laughs> with them. So what I say is we give the audience an experience. Let's give them an experience. I'm all in. Okay.
1: Where do you want to start with that I experience? want to start with
0: them knowing a bit about you. So you what do you do for the company so they know?
1: I am VP of sales and marketing for Just Talk. Okay. Success coach where I empower and inspire women to live their life at their highest vision and podcaster. That sounds
0: like an elevator speech, but I get a feeling that you live into that as well.
1: Well, I didn't mean for it to sound so canned. I wanted it to be, you know, kind Natural. Of like groovy. And but yeah. it's all
0: true though, right? Yes. Fair enough. And I you? am.
1: Wow, wow.
0: Yeah, I heard that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you hearing voices? In your I head? am here.
0: I he- I, see I didn't hear anything. I see I dead. Pe- <laughs> I see going- dead people. <laughs> I feel like that Bruce Willis movie and that little kid. What is going on, I, on with I you? I see dead people. Ah. Yeah, no, I don't. I really don't. I made that up. But I do see people though. So professional speaker, success coach uh keynotes workshops training that sort of thing author uh definitely author do you have uh, sold quite a number of copies of highly the feeling and also podcaster which is what we're here for here today well,
1: let's get this party started let's dude. start it here
0: how about the topic can i can i announce the topic Please do. Please here do. it is triple your understanding about culture and business triple your understanding about culture and business that is the topic wow we're gonna hit them hard with some Research that we've done and also some ad-lib comments and so forth about different places you've worked or places I've worked or places we've served where others are working okay okay yep why don't we why don't we lay out some of that some of that research what are your thoughts
1: Well some of the research by Tim Stevens he says 12 signs your company has an enviable workplace culture use these signs to build a healthy company culture one employee at a time
0: Give me one. I like the one employee at a time That's because, you know, a lot of times people that are maybe listening or viewing this podcast, they think it all has to happen all at once or all in a big fold. But it really is one person at a time.
1: Well, just like how can you focus and multitask on several things? You can't be good at everything. You need to focus on that one thing.
0: Yeah, finding your niche, finding what that looks like and becoming a master or and mastering so, that niche. solving
1: that problem I have solving, a solution to solve that problem
0: solving that problem that people are looking to have resolved for them, so what's the number one
1: number one, people are waiting in line to join your team do you How do you feel about that
0: I love that when when you when I hear that people are waiting in line to join your team, that says that you've got a culture inside of there that's infectious that's vibrant that's highly charged that's in in a positive way that there are like-minded individuals and or people that have opinions and those opinions are allowed to be expressed for the betterment either of the internal or external customers that they serve.
1: And it's a safe place. They feel comfortable. The energy in the room is like um, infectious. You want to be with it. It's uh, charismatic.
0: It's true. When I hear that, I I think of, quite frankly, I think of a few companies, but the company that's come top of mind to me is Apple. I believe Apple has done that Quite well over the years. I'm not sure exactly where they're moving because things do change. But right now, I think of Apple and I think of a cat, a cool cat by the name of Tim. Tim is the manager of the Apple store at Summerlin, and this this man gets it. Mm. He's tuned in, he's clued in, he's got a smooth about. He's, he's got what I call.
1: Genesequa.
0: It's a Genesequa. S- uh, swagger. He's got swagger. He's got Genesequa. He's got another thing. He's got this thing that. He actually, I believe his eyes actually are blue, not that they have to be. And this cat comes from Houston uh, originally, and he's a blue-eyed soul brother. Mm. He gets it, even though looking at his carcass, you would never know that he had that much range. But when you listen to him, he does. And I believe he does that with his team over there at Apple. I mean, it's at many of the the Apple stores too, but that one in question is the one I'm thinking about.
1: Much like Zappos, Tony Shea is known for all of his Apple. The happiness factor. Exactly. Or, uh, delivering happiness.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, listen and listen to that. That's a, That is a smooth operator right there, right?
1: There's Scott again. You know what, Scott,
0: director Scott, you got to keep that smooth operator going. You know, keep that on standby. We're gonna need that one again. That's a My good one, right? Favorite. It yeah. is. I yeah, love yeah, the yeah. sound. And listen to it. That was good.
1: In fact, you know what? I am gonna. Get Tony Shea on this podcast.
0: You're going to do your diligent most best to get Tony Shea sitting right here front and center. So he
1: can talk about at the culture. Vegas
0: Video Network talking about culture. Done. I love it. So the, per- the first one, let's repeat that again.
1: People are waiting in line to join your team.
0: Like an apple. Yep, like we say, yep, what's yep, the next yep. one? Turnover is low. When the turnover is low at an organization, that tells you that people want to what?
1: Stay and work exactly. there. Exactly. And, and it's not all about there. the money. It's, it's not all about the money. As long as they're happy and you got the right people, they want to stay.
0: Happy in that you are serving their needs as they're serving your needs. Exactly.
1: Very, very good. And yep. that's another good yep. one. Yep. And number three, top leaders are not insecure about other leaders succeeding. Oh, man, is that a big one? That
0: is a really big one. And I believe in all due respect to leaders, many leaders aren't taught how to lead until they get in that position.
1: No, and not even then.
0: Well, and they can come with some unique qualities because not all leaders are the same. Some leaders come with a very natural ability. Some leaders come with a different learn series of processes through whatever educational or personal or professional development means that they've chosen. Some leaders come with a great deal of influence or great mentorship. We don't know. Some come with none of that. Right. But the thing that a lot of leaders have difficulty over is it what John Maxwell talks about 360 leadership where you lead all the way around where you lead down mm-hmm. sideways and up and that is really cool so the leaders that come with what you say is uh, what how did you say that
1: uh, top, top leaders are not insecure about other leaders succeeding in which fact is, they encourage
0: it which means they're even though and they're, they don't—they don't see themselves as competitors with another leader. They see themselves as pulling one another up to increase the quality of the brand, of the organization, of the culture, of the vision—that yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, I—I believe when leaders bring that to the table, anything is possible.
1: And is there any company that you can think of out there that um, fits that to the to the T?
0: You know, I—I I can't say that I've experienced it uh, firsthand. I can say that I've seen it on occasions, like you said, uh, Tony's uh, at Zappos. Tony, yes. what's this Tony, Tony Shay at Zappos? I don't know where they stand today, and I know they're evolving and changing. But as everyone, does. I know the early stages of Zappos. He brought a lot of that to the table, and, and it came with a great empowerment. I know that when I think of an Apple, and I'll probably say that more than once, an Apple computer uh, under the under the when Steve was alive, it was a different environment than mm-hmm. even as it is now. But I believe they, that uh, that innovation and that that the rebel uh, was part of their, they, they, they embraced people that could speak out and speak up that had something relevant to say.
1: I know that I was lucky enough to work for one of those companies for, what company is that? for six years. Can well, you say? Well, no, because they're no longer in business. Okay,
0: but you had a but company in the past.
1: The, the In fact, she was my mentor. She's been my mentor from the time I stepped foot in Nevada and to this day is still my mentor.
0: What did you like best about that experience?
1: That she believed in my ability to do what I did and let me run and do what I do best and it, I wasn't micromanaged. I wasn't there was no second guessing what I did. She just let me run and do what I did and and I went from a C player to an A player because of the way she let me roll.
0: And I would say that I actually had some exposure to that person as well. Yes, you did. And do we want to hold her name so cause she didn't give us permission to say it?
1: Probably better to be safe. Okay, so, with that.
0: so then what I'll say then is That leader that you're talking about had that ability across the brand. Yes. She gave that to everyone that she believed in. And she put her whole weight behind that. And she gave you the autonomy to do what was necessary to close the sale. As long as it was legal. Not just
1: me. Everyone in that entire television station was given the ability to do what they do best. I agree. And
0: I, I earned the opportunity to coach everyone from the managing partner all the way down through the sales team. And I could see exactly what you're saying from an outside, inside mm-hmm. perspective. It was there. Yep. She was solid as a rock, but I wonder if Scott has that, t- that tune solid so as a rock. <laughs> he can't do it. It's too fast. It's too fast, but he liked it. I know Scott, he's listening. <laughs>
1: what about you? Did you ever work in an environment like the one I'm discussing?
0: You know, I can't say that I was fortunate enough to do that. Most of the environments that I worked in were tumultuous. They were challenging. They were, it was a lot of competition, one against the other. I never saw myself in competition with any of my peers mm-hmm. or my bosses. But I know a lot of times that, that energy came back to me that was, that, was, that was thrust upon me. I never embraced it or accepted it. Yeah. I felt that we were all in business together, all for the same purpose, all under the same guise. And my biggest competition, my biggest competitor was, was myself. I My personal best. How well do I know you? So I always, so I, <laughs> so I always saw it that way. Cool. But let's roll with the next one, the third okay.
1: one. Okay, gossip is not tolerated.
0: That is a big deal. Talk to me. You tell For me. Or drama?
1: How about drama? Gossip
0: and drama can go hand in hand. Yeah. In fact, one can create the other. I have some thoughts about that I can share, but I want to hear what are your thoughts about gossip first.
1: First of all, it's an energy drain, a complete energy drain. And speaking at this company that I was telling you about, we moved locations, and I no no longer had an office but a cubicle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, because I was a senior executive, would sit in the chair in that cubicle and want advice and advice and advice. And it was just more than advice. They would come drop their shit.
0: It was a bunch of chatter and talk about this and and that and and this and and that. And and that that. stuff just
1: brings you down, you know? I know that (coughs) me, because... I hate conflict. I would sit there and listen to it instead of saying, "Listen, I have work to do." So it really ended up draining my energy by allowing it in.
0: And the problem with that is that you sat there and listened to it. You did what you didn't know at the time, and I'm not rolling you under the bus. It's okay. But by, <laughs> but by listening, I'm going to clear my throat. I'm gonna, <laughs> yes, before I say this, I'm going I, to
1: before I learn the language, I am
0: going to clear my throat. <laughs> And I'm going to talk it to this camera because I want the audience that's watching to see this and hear this as I talk to both you and the audience, is that by listening to the gossip, you were participating in the gossip. It was unwilling because even to listen to it is still gossip. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to you, and I'm, and, and I'm 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 not going to say that many better than you at this, but what I learned early on in life is I wasn't even going to listen to it. You know I wasn't going to listen to it? Because I wasn't going to be a party to it. So I would find these these exquisite exit strategies to get me out of conversation. When the gossip started is when I would exit. Mm. Number one, for me, I didn't want to waste my time with it, and I wanted to use that time to be productive for the company. But a lot of people don't realize just listening to the gossip, then you're participating in it because you're allowing that other person to let it go on and on and on. So so I would, sh- I would shut it out. So as an example of that is when someone approached me and they would start a chatter or a gossip about a situation that happened at work that involved another person, uh-huh. I would say to them quite quickly, I said, you know what, before you go on, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but before you go on, let me say this. I would love for whatever you're going to share with me, go and share that with Bob and come back and tell me what they say.
1: Okay. You and, follow? And so what would, What did I just do? Well, they would buy into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, 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 what so what did I just do?
1: Well, you 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 cut it, but did they actually leave and, and honor that? Every
0: single time because it was done with enthusiasm, it was done with earnest, it was done with authenticity, and quite frankly I was saying I don't want to hear it. Mm. The person that wants to hear it or needs to hear it, whether they want it or not, right. is the person that you're talking about. Go and talk to that person about what you want to talk to me about and let let me know what they say.
1: Okay, as a backup, if that didn't work. And they were in a cubicle in your office. Yes. And they didn't get the hint. Would you get up out of your chair and just say, you know, I've got an errand to run. I got, I have to leave. Nope. What, you know what? What's... That's a
0: good point. No, that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a decoy. No, no decoy. What I want to build in is that I am not buying into the gossip. You need to do something about it. Mm. And I am not the person to do something about it because your issue is not with me. And now if you're sharing with me to find the right words and the verbiage and the logic behind the conversation i'm willing to help that but if you're if you think you're going to use me as a backdrop to drop this stuff off drop your garbage off at my door and then leave while i'm stuck with your garbage i'm not playing that game
1: so i just want to say if there's any listeners or viewers out there right now if you need help with a situation like that that is one of the sweet spots that we that give this, me a bump this guy here ooh
0: that's why you're in charge of sales and marketing
1: well hello i just had to And you a know what here's
0: something i'll say to you thank you for that Everything rises and falls in language. Yes. The language that you use, the language that you hear, that little alter ego that sits on your shoulder, inner critic, and the toxic language that you allow in, put a stop to it. Yeah. So let's keep rolling.
1: Okay. So number five, lateral leadership is outstanding. And what it says here is leading people below you is easy. That is, it's easy compared to leading people next to you whom you have no authority a great culture sees people coming alongside their peers to encourage or occasionally correct and redirect.
0: I believe that goes back to John Maxwell's 360 leadership campaign. Mm-hmm. I believe when you when you trust in that process to lead down the people below you that report up to you, lead sideways your peers, and to lead upwards your people. I believe that what people forget, what people don't remember, and I don't want to test you. I'm going to just <laughs> say it. I know I don't want Why, to. Why do I look? You. Do I look no, like, a, I just, like no, a
1: deer in the headlight or something? Not yet.
0: <laughs> I don't. So, <laughs> oh, don't do it. No, I want to say. <laughs> I want to say that what people don't realize in corporate America or in small companies or when you work for someone else, there is a number one client that you must serve, and a lot of people think that that client is outside the operation. And it, I'm telling you, the boss. number one client that you serve is your boss. Yes. Because if you don't get it right there, they get to ask you to do what? Leave. Leave.
1: Bye-bye. Leave the building. See ya. See Wouldn't want to be, be ya. ya. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so people, people don't get that. So understand that your number one client is your superior. And understand what they want, they need for themselves, for the department, for the organization, and deliver at least that, if nothing else. Yeah. And so... To learn to lead sideways is a very simple art. Understand who you're serving, internal and external clients. That's what I would say to that.
1: Okay, team members are energized by the mission. You hear leaders at all levels of the organization talking about the mission. It gives them energy, and they're constantly thinking of ways to get there.
0: I like that. That stems from a a clear vision that at the top of the organization that they present, and they funnel that down.
1: How many times does that happen on...
0: You know, I, I think I, I believe I believe in some organizations it can start out that way, but then we sort of get sidetracked by the challenges of doing business and the 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 curveballs that are thrown to us and or the defeats that happen along the way. But I believe when you have a crystallized, solid vision that's well thought out, that's connected to you, your purpose, your best gifts and talents, whatever that business is, I believe you have a a, a better way of getting it. And I think when you when you champion that vision down through the organization, I think you have an opportunity to do exactly what this point is existing.
1: And the one that comes to mind that whose mission we all know is FedEx, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight.
0: Exactly. That's clear, very simple, yes.
1: So the more succinct and simple you keep it, yes. the more relevant it is to stick.
0: Exactly. GE, we bring good things to life. Exactly. Very simple, yep. very there's a number of them that have and we say those things like they're um, easy to roll off our tongues, but someone spent a lot of time figuring out what that mission or that vision is for those Simplicity. Companies. But when you do that and you start to, when you walk the talk that's connected to the vision, that's when it happens.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's not just a job. People go to the movies, they hang out at one another's homes, and sometimes even vacation together. This doesn't mean that they don't have other friends, but they really enjoy the company of other Of the people they work with.
0: Yeah, I would say that when you're involved in an organization, no matter whether it's small or large, Mm -hmm. that you build relationships, build connecting relationships with those people that you work with. It doesn't have to be, like in other words, you can have work friends and outside friends as well. But do things with those people that continue to contribute to that connection. I always do what I like to call helping people with their homework helping people with the things that they find difficult. If I have an ease or a smoothness about that, I want to share that with my team members because why should I let them struggle if it's something I can help them with and they can be improved and then do that by having conversations outside of the workplace, finding out what people like, finding out what they're into, finding out how to make a real connection and an engagement with those people.
1: And there were time and time again, there were ideas that I would share mm-hmm. and then the Superior would make it their own, which I didn't care as long as it got implemented and helped help the company.
0: Right, right. No, that was good. I, I, I know that there were times you brought in some some unique, innovative ideas and thoughts and concepts for the advertisement of things and they would at some point look like their name was all over. It, right. it didn't matter as long as it helped the organization. Yep. So I like that. What's the next? The bottom
1: line. Okay. The team believes that they are more important than the task. What do you think about that?
0: So that's point number eight. The team believes that they're more important than the task. The team believes that they are more important than the task. Yes. In other words, don't let don't let a task oriented or a fundamental rudimentary must do program have the say. Go f- go for what's going to really bring the team together. Go yes. for what's going to rise above the You got the task in hand. You've got those objectives in hand. But what is it going to take to really make it happen? It's going to be the camaraderie, the connection, the uh, shared vision, mm-hmm. the, the mind storming, the brainstorming, the road mapping, all of those things that that will hit the task and go beyond that as well. That unity, that sense of synergy, get, get that we're all buy, in it get together. Buy-in.
1: You yes. Get buy-in. Yes. You get buy-in. Hey, what do you think about this? Ask for help. And, wow, that's a big one.
0: A- absolutely. That's
1: something that you've been doing quite well this for year sure, for yes. sure but
0: but ask for help yep. ask for support yep. along the way you can build so when when you ask people for their buy-in and their support their help that's going to help you with that and go beyond well
1: it also lets them have engagement let them feel involved and that they have a voice and they're being heard well
0: said and that they matter
1: yeah
0: i yep, like yep, it yep. what's number nine
1: communication is strong from top to bottom people communicate the staff isn't surprised with information they didn't hear until it was an announced at a sunday service or came out in an, in a new product brochure, it is communicated well in advance with leaders, even asking the staff to help find solutions.
0: So this was number nine. Is that people smiling basically? Which one is that one?
1: Communication is strong. That was I'm sorry. That was number eleven.
0: Okay, so let's skip to number eleven. Uh, communication is strong. I be I think that goes back to my piece on everything rises and falls in language. Yeah. The power of communication really is really your best tool, no matter what your business is, internal communication and external communication. Right.
1: But if if you don't feel safe saying something, then you start suppressing and suppressing and suppressing because you feel your voice isn't being heard, and then it starts getting very um, dysfunctional and uncomfortable.
0: It's true. It's true. I, I, and I And I think what happens when there's a breakdown in communication, that's when everything goes to you know where. And a handbasket
1: double toothpicks
0: you know i'm just (laughs) Uh so so with that being said there there are there are a couple that i want to add to this uh, also is uh, would be the fear of what's missing yes uh, or fear of missing when when people are fearful of things that that brings up walls and puts up blocks and roadblocks and the communication stops. Mm-hmm. You agree? I do. I think also there's a friendly nature that can be added to this whole thing. And it's when people are smiling, I, this is going to sound very simplistic. When people are smiling at one another, when they pass in the hallway or through their de- uh, going, going throughout their day, when you, when you share a smile with someone, we're like for like creatures. When you, when someone smiles at you, no matter what mood you're in, what do you typically do?
1: Well, I always smile back because it costs nothing and it it turns the day around. We do have a a chat question.
0: You do. Let's see. Let's have it.
1: And my eyes from last.
0: Bring it closer to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, great content today. Uh, Let me chime in with my comments. Uh, I don't want to miss opportunities by not doing business with friends, but I tend to be challenged sometimes in this area Any tips for clear communication when the lines get blurred? I love it.
0: And this is Ruth. And who is it? That's Ruth? That's Ruth? Okay. Okay, Ruth. Ruth, let me say this really quickly because we've got about five minutes left in the podcast, but that's a brilliant observation and a brilliant question. I say establish what we call a pillar system. The clients that we work with We we find ourselves with the same dilemma all the time, where the client—I should say—the client has the dilemma, and we Mm -hmm. help them with it. And we ask them to establish a pillar system. What I'm going to say to you now is something we typically charge for, but we're obviously not charged for because a podcast. So we're going to give it
1: away. We want to give value in the show because we want to. We're going to give it away. So here it is. Give it away. Give it away. I'm going to ask you, Ruth, to establish
0: a pillar. (laughs) I want you to establish a pillar system. And think of it like this, you'll have a friendship pillar, and you'll have a, rela- a, a professional pillar. You might even have a partnership pillar. So there could, be, there could be two, three, four, five, or six pillars. Never ever let the pillars cross. So, and you don't have to direct any pillar. So when you have a friendship with someone, you manage that friendship and let that take its natural course, whatever it is. Whatever the rules, the guidelines, the implied uh, thoughts on what you guys decide that friendship looks like, let that be on its own. When you have a professional pillar, you separate that by having conversation about the professional part that you live in, and you leave that in that pillar. And when you're done with that pillar, you just you back off. Never let the pillars cross. There are people that we have five and six and seven different pillars with, and we never let the pillars cross, and that's how you keep it all straight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's think of your friendship as a pillar. Your, your the business relationship you have that you're their client as a pillar. You may they may also be your client. That's a separate pillar. You may have a partnership with them on another agreement. The partnership piece is a separate pillar. That's four separate mm-hmm. pillars. Mm-hmm. Never let the pillars cross. Yep. As long as you respect the pillar concept, you will never blur the line. So Ruth, that's really good. I hope you're listening to this. Write the stuff down. You need more. You reach out to Part us. Or
1: you can watch the rebroadcast. Exactly. And listen to it over and over and over till you get it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, this. I'm sorry, but I have to talk about number 10. Fear is missing. People don't fret if they say the wrong thing in front of the wrong person. There aren't hushed conversations because of the fear of what will happen if they are overheard. Employees in an organization with a great culture can walk into the boss's office with a concern and walk out knowing they were heard.
0: Fair enough. And I would say that's an ideal situation. I would say fear may run along a scale, a continuum where there's less or more of it. Right. I think on a lot of organizations, even if it's not spoken to, there's a lot of fear that perpetuates, but uh, our goal is to remove the fear or reduce it dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree with that. To, be that, to be where they can create a safe place to tell the truth mm-hmm. and not be worried about repercussions. I dealt with a case today to, uh, with a situation where someone was very, very fearful about what they might need to communicate with their boss. And you know what I ask her to do? What? Check your gut. What does your instinct tell you? If your instinct is telling you that the situation needs more bandwidth, then you owe it as a fiduciary responsibility to the company, to your leader, and to yourself, and the people below you to make that happen.
1: But what if you're too far goofy in the head that you don't, you're not in, your, your emotions are easy, connected with easy, your head, and gut.
0: Hire a coach.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Here we go. There another go. another and For sure. If it's not an
0: official coach like <laughs> as in us, hire someone that's a trusted advisor that can tell you the truth.
1: There you go. Okay. Well,
0: you we got uh, two more so you got you got to roll. 11.
1: C- communication. We did 11. Change is welcome. Number 12. People aren't afraid of change. It's not that everyone likes change, but most have been through it so many times and have seen the leaders manage change with care and dignity and they no longer dread it identifying the evidences of a great culture is all fine and good
0: most people are very sorry i didn't mean to say it again no most people are very afraid of change most people do not like change why do you think most people don't like change
1: because they it's the fear of the unknown they they, they want want what what's comfortable
0: exactly and even even if they're doing something that's bad yeah they likely won't change it because they don't know what it's going to be replaced by. Right. So hear this, this is really quickly. I'm going to read this change, change. I honor the inevitability of change. Life is a process of constant transformation and I am learning to flow with what happens in my world. When I let go of my resistance to change, I find that often something better comes along. Mm-hmm. I ride change like a roller coaster, even with its ups and downs, knowing it all works out. If I don't resist, The improvements that come with change are a welcome gift. Just because I accept change doesn't mean that I am destined to never have stability. On the contrary, my life is grounded and enduring. I got that from a meditation that I do daily from Dudley Evanson. It's called Meditation Moment. Mm. And this is unbelievable. That's a great way to talk about change.
1: Well, speaking of change, let's change to our guests that are coming next week, which is Mark and Angel Chernoff. They're the authors of 1,000-plus little things happy,
0: successful people do differently. Let me hold that book
1: up. Well, did you just did I, you just take that out of my hand? I did. I'm
0: sorry, but you said 1,000 little things that happy, A people, thousand successful plus. people do differently. 1,000-plus. Yes.
1: Okay. So they will be our guests. So tune in next week because these guys are fabulous people. And if you want to get happy, happy tips and be happy, this is the place you want to be. And speaking of um, happy and how you... How do we want to leave people I today? want to
0: say that tripling your the, the bandwidth of what you get in terms of creating an enriched culture happened today and at the hands of both ourselves. And who was the author? Do we remember who it was at the beginning from the beginning of the show? Uh, I'm Tim, so sorry to challenge you. Tim Stevens. Yes. And Tim Stevens. Yes. Thank you for what he's done for us because he has left us both and I hope our audience and our listeners feeling, feeling great.
1: Because after all, it's all about how you leave them feeling. Yes,
0: it is.